1: Hey there Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? Well today I'm going to be covering, I'm doing good by the way, today I'm going to be covering the final episode in the... Weird but funny dream sequences series. The episode I'm covering today is from season 8. It's episode 15, entitled My Left and Right Foot. This episode aired January 31st, 1995. Michelle frets about the size of her feet after DJ and Kimmy tease her at the shoe store. Uh, Stephanie should be included in that, too. She was teased. Of course, I always like to read the DVD case description of the episode as well and see, like, which one was better. This one actually is quite, <laughs> kind of funny. After she's teased about her big feet, Michelle has a Sasquatch-sized nightmare. Sasquatch? Really? I'm surprised I didn't try to make like a King Kong joke or something like that. All right, this episode's got a six point one out of ten based on a head on hundred and seventy four ratings So if we got any guest stars, we have Catherine Zaremba as Lisa returning, Michelle's redheaded friend. We have the episode directed by Tom Ricard. Writer is Jeff Franklin, the creator, Ellen Goulas, the writer. It's always good to have a woman's perspective. It really is. Actually, Santino, this is mainly a Michelle episode. Isn't that right, Quinny? Alright, we got some trivia. Lowest rated episode of the series. I'm not really surprised there. When Michelle is getting her feet measured by by the Brannock device, the device called to measure to see what size shoe you are, the shoe salesman measures her foot while she is sitting down. The device is designed for a person to stand while being measured. You usually wear shoes for being upright, not sitting. So when he says size 13, which is the largest kid's shoe, she could actually be uh, w- uh, one ladies or less depending on where her heel is and how the weight is distributed in the device and in the shoe. Well, this person clearly knows her way around one of these sh- foot devices. <laughs> I do remember having my foot in these. I don't think there was a salesperson that, well, maybe there was. And I think it, we were just at like a minor and the early 90s to kind of see where my foot was size-wise, but I've got to be the most average foot size out there for women. I'm a size 8, maybe sometimes, depending on the shoe, it has to be a smidge bigger, like a 9 or or whatever, Yeah, especially when it comes to tennis shoes. I don't know why I tend to run a little higher. Because if I go for, like, a regular size, my regular size is a little snug. And you don't want it to be too snug. You want room for your feet to be able to, you know, wiggle around and move. You know, you got to have some, you got to have some space for your foot to be able to, I mean, if it's, you know, just stuck in there, it doesn't feel right. It's like your feet got to breathe in a way, right? You got to have air in the room, in the shoe, for your foot to breathe. I could just be making, but. I want to be comfortable when I'm wearing shoes, which I usually just throw on some slip-ons. I only have one pair of lace-up tennis shoes that I usually would use for walking. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I'm size 8, and it seems like whenever I go looking for shoes, I can never find a size 8. It's always... Either a size seven or below, or a size ten or eleven. I'm like, what in the what? Seriously? Like, why does everyone have to save, have the same shoe size as me? Don't you ever? Don't you just? Think, and the price of shoes is ridiculous. Well, if you go to places like Shoe Carnival and stuff like that, where the prices are just astronomical. But no, I mean, I I am not ashamed to admit I will buy some slip-ons. I mainly wear slip-ons, and I will buy them at Walmart because I get them for, like, 20 bucks or less. And, honestly, I feel slip-ons are great because you don't kind of hassle with constantly having to retie your laces if they come undone. Do you ever, like, if you're in a store and you're looking down and you notice people that wear lace shoes, sometimes their laces are undone, and you just want to say, hey, your laces are undone. And it just, it's one of those nitpicking things, just drives you nuts, like, Turn your shoes! You're gonna fall! I'll do it for you! (laughs) Oh, see, I always wondered, and I love this scene, and I could never remember, like, what episode is the one where Jesse gives Becky singing lessons, because, you know, just like Jesse and Danny and Joey did with Michelle, with the teddy bear song, they're continuing Jesse and Joey and Danny are continuing the Tradition with Nikki and Alex with Return to Pooh's Corner, which I love that song. I love that song, and I love their rendition of it. It's beautiful until Becky kind of comes in, and she's she's singing off-key. It's like... Anyway, here's a goof here. Jesse wants to give Becky singing lessons because he thinks she can't sing. During their wedding, they both sing the song Forever. The Forever Song, and she has a beautiful voice. Yeah, when she's spoiler alert, when she's sitting with Nikki and Alex on the couch, and she doesn't really want to sing to them because oh my voice is terrible. Like no, Mama, you're the bestest. Please, and she sings, and it's beautiful. It's like how a mother would sing to her babies. And I love Jessie being able there to witness, like, she's singing from her heart. Because she loves her babies. And it's a gorgeous song. I mean, I think, okay, hold on. I'm going to go to the lyrics of Return to Pooh's Corner. I think that's what it's called. Okay, it's called Return to Pooh Corner, not Return to Pooh's Corner. Okay, here we go. This, oh my god I'm probably going to tear up just reading the lyrics, but it's gorgeous. Christopher Robin and I walked, alone, walked along under branches lit up by the moon, posing our questions to Owl and Eeyore as our days disappeared all too soon. But I've wandered much further today than I should, and I can't seem to find my ba- way back to the wood. So... Here's the course. Help me if you can. I've got to get back to the house at Pooh Corner by one. You'd be surprised. There's so much to be done. Count all the bees in the hive. Chase all the clouds from the sky. And then we hear, chase the clouds away. Back to the days of Christopher, Robin, and Pooh. Winnie the Pooh doesn't know what to do. Got a honey jar stuck on his nose. He came to me asking help and advice. From here... No one knows where he goes. So I sent him to ask of the owl if there's, if he's there, how to loosen a jar from the nose of a bear. Help me if you can. I've got to get back to the house at Pooh Corner by one. You'd be surprised there's so much to be done. Count all the bees in the hive. Chase all the clouds from the sky and then parenthesis, chase the clouds away, back to the days of Christopher, Robin, and Pooh. It's hard to explain how a few precious things seem to follow throughout all our lives. After all said and done, oh God, here I go. (laughs) After all said and done, I was watching my son sleeping there with my bear by his side. Oh God. (laughs) So I tucked him in, I kissed him, and as I was going, I swear that old bear whispered, boy, welcome home. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yes, adult Christopher Robin tucking in his son and winning the poos-poop bears is with his son. Oh, my God. I'm crying. This song is so beautiful believe me if you can i've finally come back to the house at poo corner by one what do you know there's so much to be done count all the bees in the hive chase all the clouds from the sky chase the clouds away back to the days of christopher robin back to the days back to the ways of christopher robin back to the ways back to the days of poo Oh, my goodness, this song is, oh, it's everything, it's everything, it's everything. Right, Quinny? <coughs> She's just wagging her tail. Okay, uh, we do have some reviews. Riley Monk gives us a 5 out of 10. Worst episode of the show, April 13th, 2021. <laughs> this is a recent episode review, guys. This is a recent, this is like, oh, my gosh. Today's April 13th, 2021. No, today's April 14th. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, two days ago, the Titanic... I mean, it didn't sink two two days ago, but that's the anniversary of the sinking. But anyway, like, oh, this was put up yesterday. All right. This is easily my least favorite Full House episode. I don't find it funny or entertaining. By the time season eight hit, it was a lot of filler and not-so-standout episodes. This was definitely... And this was definitely one of them. The effects are not that good. This is just a complete waste of time and was just a random episode that they put in to make the season full. I can't think of anything memorable, and this is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, family sitcoms of all time. But every show has a few bad episodes, and this is one of Full House's. I definitely agree season 8 did have some kind of, I'm going to refer to them as clunker episodes, where they weren't really... They weren't the greatest. They could have been better, maybe. I don't know. But it seems like with shows... I was just talking to Jeremy about this recently. With shows... You know, we grew up on... were like at least 22 to 24 episodes long, right? And you got shows like... You know, Fuller House, Stranger Things... Other shows that now are getting to a format of being like... Maybe 10 to 13 episodes tops. I honestly feel... I think that that is a great way to go. It you really avoid a lot of clunkerish episodes there or if there are any they're not really that much, but it's a a tighter, you know, season and, and everything like that and you really I just I think that's honestly the way to go. I really really do. I mean, Punky Brewster, the new Punky Brewster, which I do promise guys I am going to get to it. I promise I'm going to start reviewing it. I promise, I promise, I keep making these promises, and, uh, but, anyway, yeah, Punky Brewster, the new Punky Brewster, um, what, at least, you know, t- ten episodes, wasn't, the, the, the new show uh, was ten episodes, right, Punky Brewster, ten episodes, yes, exact, perfect, perfect, you get just enough of what you want, and you got some you know, funny filler, funny filler, not clunker, funny filler episodes, like the episode of Punky Brewster, where Punky goes out on a date, and then her daughter, Hannah, goes out on a date, and they end up going on, you know, double dating without no, <laughs> something like that, I thought that episode was alright, but anyway, yeah. I think that, honestly, going forward, that's the way to go with shows. Just make the seasons, like, 10 to 13 episodes long. You can get out what you want to get out. Honestly, I kind of think that almost feels like the seasons come out faster if you do it that way. I mean, from Fuller House, came out in February 2016. By the end of 2016, we had the second season. So, yeah. So, yeah, also, no real news on the home front. Still at the hotel. I have my laptop all set up nicely now at this table instead of having to, like, put it on the the table with the wheels on it. And then I have to set up, like, three pillows on the couch so that way I'm closer to the mic. No, I like this setup. We got a little ottoman that I'm sitting on. It's works out great. So, I also, when I was at Walmart yesterday getting some stuff, I wasn't planning to get it, but I saw it there, and I'm like, oh, and there's only one copy left, and it's not, the sh- the show I got is not streaming on any service. Individual sets are like 20 plus dollars a pop. So I got the All in the Family TV show on DVD. I've been getting, it seems like I've been getting some of the older shows, Welcome Back, Cotter which I still haven't watched yet, you know, Now All in the Family, Good Times, uh, Facts of Life, what was that other one, Um, Nell Carter, Give Me a Break, got that one, I just, I gotta get around to watching them, at some point. But yeah, of course, wanna let you know, Tanner Newbies, just tuning into the podcast. Thank you for jumping on the Tanner train. We are currently covering the final episode in the Weird But Funny Dream Sequences episode. So letting you know where you can find the podcast to listen to. You can find it on iTunes and SoundCloud. I believe Podbean as well. Unfortunately, it's not on Spotify. And I'm pretty much sticking with the platforms that it is on just because of the yearly when I pay to have it on Spotify or I pay to have it on SoundCloud. So yeah. Also the Facebook page, social media. If you have a memory of Full House episodes, Fuller House episodes, your favorite characters, any of that, and you want to get your voice heard on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can message me on the Facebook page. Just type in Full House or Fuller House podcast, the Oh My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. If you want to reach out to me to the podcast through email, the email address is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find a way to support the podcast, you love the podcast, you're enjoying it, you've been enjoying it for a while. I don't do Patreon. I mean, kudos to those that do Patreon. That's great. I just don't foresee. I want to give this content to you guys free because I love the show. So, yeah, all I ask in return is if you got a sec, just jump on iTunes and go to the Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcast page and leave a review. All five star reviews. Get the podcast out there to other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So, all right. Um, If you do follow along, also Instagram, OMHC, Full House, Fuller House pod, you might have seen, or even the Facebook page, I did post what I'm going to be covering in June. And it's funny, this just came to me one night while I was either trying to fall asleep or when I woke up in the morning. I'm like... 2021 marks my 20-year high school reunion. I'm not going, by the way. <laughs> no. But I'm like, gosh. And I had been thinking about some of the episodes, and I had had them in different, like, series categories. I'm like, you know what? I think I could do better. I think I just thought of a category. High school, you know, reunions, or even reunions in general. So I'm like, all right. Fraternity reunion from Full House where Jesse and Joey dress up as ladies and go and steal their coveted seal from the sorority house. The girls that stole their seal back from you know their fraternity. And then also one last kiss from season four, Jesse's old girlfriend Carrie comes by. Yeah, oh my god, that when I get to that episode, I got stuff to say. Also, in that episode, we celebrate Comet's first birthday. And then, of course, in Fuller House, DJ and Kimmy's high school reunion, we get the return of Viper, played by the same actor, and we get the return of Nelson, played by... I'm blanking on the name. He was in uh, QAF. But it's not play he's not Nelson is not played by Jason Marston, but I wish he was. <laughs> it's, Hail Sparks. No You know, I'm not um jumping on Hail Sparks, you know, I'm not I'm not like hey horrible performance. No, he did a good job as as Nelson 2.0. But yeah, I really wish Jason Marston could have been there, But oh well. Anyway, yeah. So that's what's coming up in June. As far as May goes, I think I'm just going to do a couple episodes. we got The Trouble with Danny for Bob's Taggart's birthday towards the end of May. We also have the Mother's Day episode. I'm going to be covering college tours. As far as the Stephanie Mother episode, that one I will do for Mother's Day next year. That's kind of the goal. Just like to get at least maybe one Mother's Day episode out per year. So, yeah. And then of course we got birthdays coming up in July for some cast members. I know everyone's not a fan of Lori Loughlin, but I am going to cover um leap of is it leap of faith where she goes bungee jumping in season eight, <laughs> uh, and then also the guy who plays Jackson. Michael Campion, I'm going to be doing an episode for him. I know Kimmy also has a birthday, so I might see if there's a Fuller House episode that is kind of Kimmy-centered. I know I kind of did that last year for her birthday, because that was, like, basically the only one I could find, so we'll see, we'll see. I'll I'll see what I can do. So, all right, I am ready to jump into my left and right foot. (laughs) Ha ha. All right, well, of course, before we officially get to the episode, we get to see the beautiful cold open. This pretty much sets up the episode. A lot of the times, the cold opens in the episode don't really have much to do with the plot of the main episode, but this one pretty much sets us up. So, (laughs) DJ, Kimmy, Stephanie, Michelle all go to the shoe store. Try saying that five times fast. (laughs) So... Yeah, DJ's like, ah, I love the smell of a good shoe store in the morning. And Stephanie whips out Danny's credit card. (laughs) He's trusting those kids with his credit card. Uh, But, of course, I can imagine that if they buy anything outside of what they're supposed to be getting, he'll be like, well, the bill will be there for you at the end of the month, so hold on to your allowance. So the shoe salesman comes out from behind the counter and he's like, Hey, how's it going, ladies? Anything I can help you find? Well, Michelle's like, yeah, I need to buy new shoes. It's getting kind of crowded down here. And he's like, all right, well, let's have a look here. And Michelle says, my clogs are all clogged. So my guess is her toes are pretty much bumping up against the front of the shoe. There's not a lot of toe room, which nobody likes that. And at first when I think Cluck, I think, I'm looking at her feet and I'm thinking, you know, Crocs. But I'm like, no, Crocs weren't out in 94, were they? I didn't think they were. Or even 95. Oh, Kimmy, no! And she's like, oh, well, actually, we're all looking to spruce up the old dogs. As she pulls off her shoe. Oh, my goodness. Kimmy, Kimmy, we are not here to help you right now. We are here for Michelle. I love Kimmy's jacket. I think it is so... I love, like, the black and white checkered stripes that kind of... Not stripes, but the checkered... It's almost like a race car or a checkered flag kind of look. on uh, bordering at the hem or the end of the jacket. And even on the sleeve, there's this... What looks like the Twilight's Zone, the circular, white and black, circular, you know, to hypnotize, that kind of thing. It's just, I love it. I would, I would wear that jacket. I would wear that jacket. It's, yeah, it's basically a jean jacket that's got all these cool patterns on it. He puts her socked foot literally right in that man's face, like, inches, mere centimeters from that man's mouth. It's like, he's helping Michelle, and now this man's going to be passed out on the floor due to your... Rank stinky feeties. The pitiful look this man looks up and gives Kimmy's like, "What did I do to deserve this treatment?" <laughs> Tell me. And he gets up. He's like, "Excuse me a minute." And he walks away. And Stephanie's like, "Kimmy, those dogs should be put to sleep. <laughs> As well, pretty much your feet. We go behind the counter with the salesman, and he pulls a unwanted sign. Looks like a mugshot of Kimmy and her bare foot. And it's, her bare foot is basically, it's, both pictures are black and white, but the other one looks kind of, like, kind of out of focus, and it's just like, ugh. Well, there's also a help wanted sign, so if DJ wanted to get a part-time job at the cheese store, she can. Yeah, he comes out from behind the counter and says, excuse me, miss, but we've reserved the right to refuse service to those feet. Kimmy's like she looks at her feet and she's like I don't get it. I've never even been in the shoe store. Well, we've got around to the other shoe stores and you've you've been your feet have been flagged basically all the shoe stores in San Francisco, maybe even the whole state of California. We don't know. But you know, shoe stores, they talk to each other. You know, corporate offices and all that stuff. They they talk. Any problematic customers. Um there was when I worked at um a store, they had something called the LP files that would come out like every other month or so. It was a newsletter that was about loss prevention. And it would share a lot of like employees doing things they shouldn't be doing that cost them their jobs. Granted that doesn't have anything to do with customers and stuff like that. There are websites out. I don't even know if there's websites out there anymore, but there was one back when I worked at the video store, there's a website up back in the early aughts about customers and video stores and just some of the horrible things they would do. I never encountered anything like that, but I'm sure there are like Facebook groups out there for employees that are like talking all kinds of stuff about their bad, you know, customer experiences that other people that can relate to Like if you worked in customer service, odds are you've probably had at least one bad customer experience that probably makes you wish you never worked in customer service. Stephanie says, bad smells travel fast. I'm surprised she didn't take out any of the other mall patrons that were just hovering outside of the sto- shoe store. Hey, at least uh you know Michelle's got a shoe she likes like, "Oh, I like these shoes." Oh, she's probably been looking around since uh, he was uh finding Kimmy's unwanted p- picture. <laughs> uh so I was like, "All right, yeah, let's see your foot. Let's see what size you are and see if we got a pair that fits you." So, he measures her foot, and he's like, size 13. And then he says something that I think is very... I wouldn't expect that. I mean, now you definitely would. I don't know whether what he says next could be considered a red flag for nowadays in shoe salesmen. But he says, my, my, for a little girl, you certainly have very, shall we say, healthy feet. Sir? You do not need to comment on the condition of her foot. Just take her size, get her shoe size, get her shoes, and complete the sale and move forward. There is no reason to comment about anything about her foot size. Like, oh, you have healthy feet. Because we hear this line repeated, healthy feet, healthy feet, healthy feet. Like, stop, stop, stop. This, if I were Michelle, if if I were me, and I were in Michelle, Michelle's position, this would make me uncomfortable to the point where this would probably be something that I would be storing at the back of my mind. That just would. I, I I think that almost could be a triggering moment for any. It just I don't know. It just feels like it could be. I like that Michelle turns this around into something positive. She's like, and she's very almost. You know, she sounds proud of herself. Like. I take good care of my feet. He said, I have healthy feet. And I'm guessing this is where we go down the road of, hey, let's make fun of Michelle's feet. Daphne kicks it off with, well, that's just a nice way of saying big. You've grown two sizes this year. So what? She's probably grown two sizes this year, and she's probably going to stay that size for a while until she starts the rest of her body catches up. Everyone's body changes and goes through changes at different points in their life. You know, maybe your hands are going to be bigger than your arms or something, and then the rest of your body's got to catch up. Or maybe, you know, your ears are sticking out until your your face fills out a little more. It's all It's all just part of your body change. I mean, at this point in the show, I think the show ends. Michelle's like nine years old. I mean, she hasn't even hit the big, big changes that will most likely take effect in the next, you know, two to three years when she becomes a eventually full-fledged teenager. It's just everything's going to be out of whack. You're not going to know what's going on with your body. I mean, isn't it true that your body doesn't really stop growing until you're like at least your early 20s, I thought, right? And then your body's pretty much set, I, I think. I remember when I was 14 and my grandma would take me to visit my mom who was in an uh, adult care home and my mom was, you know, she's pretty tall. She was pretty tall. And my grandma had had me stand, you know, back to back with my mom to see like, oh, what's the difference, you know, in height? And my grandma broke the news like, I don't think you're gonna get any taller because I was at 14, I was already most likely like five foot two, which is the current height that I am now. So, and I do hear that the body eventually, as you get much, much older into like what 70s, 80s, 90s, you shrink a smidge. So I'm thinking maybe by the time I'm 85, I might be five feet. I really hope that I don't go under 5 feet, like 4'10 ten, ten or something. I don't know. I mean, five, 5 feet, I can handle 2 inches less, but I don't want to go any less. But then again, at 85 years old, am I really going to be concerned about, you know, my height? <laughs> I don't know. If, if that's my main concern when I hit 85 is how much shorter I am, then I'd say I'm doing pretty dang good. <laughs> And Michelle's like, is that a lot? And Kimmy, here she comes in with, not for Bigfoot. Kimmy. Of course, instead of saying, hey, instead of she just saying, hey, don't talk that way about my sister, she joins in and laughs with Kimmy about it. Here, Stephanie comes with another one. Another foot pun. Looks like all your little piggies went to the market, or went to market. What? Oh, yeah, and then she continues, and stopped at Sizzler on the way home. Oh, you see Michelle, she's getting that, she is getting angry, which as well she should. It's like her older sisters should be giving her confidence. Like, hey, Michelle, I I know that you're, you're a little, she was not concerned. She was proud when that man said she had healthy feet. She was very proud, which she should be. And then here comes Stephanie, Kimmy, and DJ with, hey, let's make fun of her feet. It's like, you're supposed to be building up her confidence, not shooting her down. Now she's going to be just so stressed out about her feet size, foot size and everything. Here comes DJ with, hey, Michelle, look on the bright side. By the time you get to high school, you'll be able to water ski without skis. Okay, that's a bit much. They are all just having a heyday, hey, let's make fun of Michelle's feet. But Michelle comes to me and hey, my feet aren't that big. And Stephanie's like, oh yeah? And she reaches over and grabs a shoe model that looks like it is at least like a size 20 something shoe. She tells the shoe salesman who just came back with Michelle's shoes and her sh- shoe size, She says, excuse me, do you have this for Michelle in a larger size? Well, okay, uh, the salesman isn't chuckling. He's more like smiling like, oh, (laughs) I can't wait to tell my wife this story when I come home. She loves my shoe antics that go on at the store all day. Because the man is there by himself. My guess is he's clearly the owner and that's why he's got that now hiring sign because there's nobody that wants to work in a shoe store. My God, Kimmy and DJ are literally busting over this joke. Like, okay, calm. T- oh, my goodness. One thing I noticed definitely about DJ and Steph is that they, in season eight, really seem to team up and put one over on Michelle. But then again, she does kind of get them back with that Counting Crows concert that, um... Joey's got a couple tickets to see Counting Crows, and DJ and Steph, they're only a few years apart. so Of course, they're going to go together, right? No, Danny's like, well, I got three daughters and two tickets. Let's settle this. And Michelle ends up getting the ticket. It's like, she's nine years old. She does not need to be seeing the Counting Crows. She's, like, calling them the Counting Cars or the Counting Cats. It's like... You've never even heard of them. And she waves the ticket. I'll hear them at the concert. See, that's another thing. I can't remember what episode that was from in season eight. For all I know, it could have been season seven. I think it's season eight. But, yeah, even in that episode, DJ and Steph are teaming up and putting one over on Michelle to get that other ticket. Saying she has Schmendrick's disease, which turns out is Mr. Schmendrick is Steph's, like, biology teacher or something.
0: Oh, I love the smell of a shoe sale in the morning. Yeah, a store full of shoes and Dad's credit card. It's like winning the lottery. (laughs) Hi ladies, can I help you? Yeah, I need new shoes. It's getting kinda crowded down here.
1: Oh, that's gonna hurt.
0: See, my clubs are all clogged. (laughs) Well, actually, we're all looking to spruce up the old dogs.
1: Kimmy, get your foot out of his face! He's passing out from the stench.
2: Excuse me a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like don't I recognize that puts face. To sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like his hand is shaking when he looks at her photo. <laughs>
0: Excuse me, miss, but uh, we reserve the right to refuse service to those feet. <laughs> I don't get it. I've never even been in this shoe store. Bad smells travel fast. I like these shoes.
2: Oh, well, let's step over here and see what size you are.
0: I like those shoes.
2: Let's see your foot. Ah, size 13. My, my, for a little girl, you certainly have a very, shall we say, healthy feet.
1: You don't need to tell her that. She doesn't need. No.
0: Listen, I have healthy feet. That's just a nice way of saying big. Oh, if come two on. Two sizes this year. Is that a lot? Not for Bigfoot. <laughs> It's like all your little piggies went to market and stopped at Sizzler on the way home. <laughs> Look on the bright side, Michelle. By the time you get to high school, you'll be able to water ski without skis. <laughs> uh, not that big. Oh, yeah? Uh, excuse me. Do you have this for Michelle in a larger size? <laughs> Very good.
1: So, yeah, right away, when we come out of the intro, we are in Nikki and Alex's room. Oh, I love the race car beds. I would have loved the red. You know I would have loved the red one, right? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, when you're a kid, it's just, I mean, when I was a kid, I remember my aunt, who I was living with at the time when I started first grade, made the biggest stink about my dad buying me shoes that were blue and white and saying to my dad, Well, those look like boy shoes. She's a girl. I'm like, To me, I'm just, I like the shoes because I liked how they looked. But anyway, getting off topic here. So, yes, the tradition continues with the trio of guys who are singing the Teddy Bear song to Michelle. They're continuing the tradition with Nikki and Alex, and they're going to sing Return to Pooh Corner, which, like I said, you heard me with the lyrics. I mean, it sounds different when you're just saying them and not singing them, right? But just, it's such a beautiful song. John Stamos's voice was meant for that song. It's just, it's... His voice, I've always said he, his voice is made for ballads because it's just, it doesn't get too high. It's not too, too, it's just, it's right in the middle there. So, yeah, Danny tells the boys that they used to sing to Michelle when she was their age. And, yeah, because Jesse's got his guitar. He's like, we got a special treat for you before you go to sleep. And I love what Joey says here. He says, lullabies. The next generation, as he says, the tradition continues. And I just, I think this is so sweet that they're continuing this. Do you know what I thought would be cute um, Fuller House if Jesse had continued that tradition with Pamela and even baby Tommy? Or yeah, and Tommy, I think that, you know, another generation of nighttime lullaby songs. Although if I were to choose Return to Pooh Corner, I like that song a lot more than the Teddy Bear song. But what song do you think could top Return return to Pooh Corner that is about a baby? Well, is the Teddy Bear song really about a teddy bear? So, of course, Jesse stands up, goes back over to Joey, and Danny's like, All right, gentlemen, warm up, start your vocal cords. They're like, hello, hello, hello hello! (laughs) And of course the boys think, because they're four, like, they start clapping, like, oh, good song! And Jesse's like, oh, well, that wasn't the song yet. And of course one of them's like, well, what are we waiting for? The guys Jesse, Joey, and Danny, I love their harmonizing. They are just they're in the right key. They're just I love it. Just it flows so good together their voices. It's kind of interesting because we know that Danny plays guitar. We've seen him play guitar on occasion in past episodes. We know, of course, Jesse plays guitar because he's been a musician since day one of Full House. And, of course, you know, Joey doesn't play an instrument. He's just, you know, harmonizing with the guys. I love how Joey and Danny are just... And I think that's just, you know, Dave Coulier and Bob Saget just kind of smiling. Like, they're really enjoying it. The boys are really enjoying the song. But the thing is, here comes Becky. And she kind of... She really disrupts the flow of the song. Like, pretty much... She's like, oh, I love this song. What's great? You love this song. That's great. Let the guys finish, because this is kind of their thing. This is what they do. And get if you want to be included, she pretty much includes herself in this, which I don't know. Because, <laughs> and the thing is, when she starts singing along with them, it really throws off the dynamic that the guys got. They're all of a sudden, is like, screw a halt. And she's not singing like you normally would be singing to a song. Her voice is very flat, very loud, where she's more shouting, like, chase the clouds away. You know that, that is not singing, that is like saying a line very loudly. And when they're all like poo, she says poo, like stop i can see even joey's like yeah oh, all right <sighs> i see yeah i understand she wants like to be like included in this trio i mean she was never singing along with jesse joey and danny with michelle but then again michelle wasn't her kid i'm kind to like hey let the guys have this because they've been doing it for years and you can kind of do your own thing with the boys I love the expressions on Joey and Danny and Jessie's face. Ugh. Yeah, she really throws the rhythm off. Even just, Joey's got this, like, like, oh, my god, It's just, oh, my gosh. Joey is, lit. he's standing right next to her. So he's getting an earful, like, literally right in his ear. singing. She's singing. Off key, just I wouldn't even call it singing. It's just like, uh, boo!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, the uh, Nikki or Alex, I can't tell which one it's which. They're wearing two different, you know, types of pajama colors to properly identify the kids. And he's like, one more time. And Jesse's like, no, 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 no more time, guys. But the song has been sung. It's time to go to bed. Do the harmonizing, alright, ready, guys? Good night, good night, good night. And Becky's like, good night. Like, stop. This isn't your thing, Becky. Okay. So Becky comes out with the guys. She's like, oh wow, we sounded great, didn't we? And they're like, oh yeah, sure, okay, yeah, we definitely sounded like we've never sounded before. Becky is like, oh, you know what, we should do this every day and twice on Sundays, nap time and bedtime. I honestly gotta say, this doesn't feel like a nightly routine. It sounds like something you do, like, maybe on a Friday night, Saturday night, so it's special, so it doesn't get played out. I don't know. When kid, when it comes to kids' and nightly routines and stuff, I mean, would you as a parent want to be singing every single night? I mean i think honestly it sounds like it's a better treat like on a saturday night like it's a weekend it makes it more special because after it's like oh friday night gotta sing that song oh man it's been a heck of a day i don't think we got it in us i don't know joey's working late so uh i don't know he's not going to be available and we could danny and i could try to do it without him but it just it's not going to sound as good without our our third person so no have it just be once a week That way the kids don't get burnt out on the song and the adults don't get burnt out on the song it's because it's a beautiful song but becky's already um, you know pretty much thrown herself into this trio of guys without really She's like, well, I figure, you know, they're my kids, too, and you guys are singing, and I love the song, and I want to do something for my kids, so why not? She's even like, hey, maybe we could even start our own little family singing group, you know, like the Osmonds. She says, night, Donnie, Jimmy, Tito. Tito? Was there a Tito in the Osmonds? When I hear Tito, I think the Jackson 5. That's what I think. Let me look at the Osmonds. How many Osmonds? M- Oh, there's no U in Osmonds. Okay, let's see here. Do we have the names of the Osmonds? Um, 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 um. No, I want their names. Alan, Wayne, Meryl, Jay, and Donnie are the Osmonds. Wasn't there a girl in the Osmonds? That's a girl, right? Let's see. Yeah, Marie Osmond. Oh, it says associated acts. Okay. So there's one, two, three, four, five. Well, all three of them look like, you know, all have the same type of haircut. But that looks like, is that Marie Osmond? Let's see. The Osmond Brothers began as a barbershop quartet consisting of brothers Alan, Wayne, Merrill, and Jay. They were later joined by younger siblings Donnie and Jimmy, both of whom enjoyed success as solo artists. With in the addition of Donnie, the group became known as the Osmonds, performing both as teen idols and as a soft rock band. Their peak lasted from 75, 71 to 75, their only sister Marie, who rarely sang with her brothers at that time, launched a successful career in 1973, both as a solo artist and as Donnie's duet partner. By 76, the the band was no longer producing hit singles. That year, they transitioned into television with Donnie and Marie, a popular variety show that ran until 79. I looked up the Osmonds on Spotify. I looked up Donnie and Marie Osmond. Actually, gosh, you know that I think about it, there's an episode with Joey... I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's the one where, you know, he becomes Ranger Joe. And there's a radio station giveaway for the sold-out Donnie and Marie reunion special, or reunion concert. And he ends up winning a date with the cable lady who ended up getting them the the truck and tractor pull network or something like that. And then, (laughs) apparently we find out that Joey doesn't get the tickets because he's got a cousin who's like a a third cousin twice removed or something that works for the radio station. So, sorry, you don't get the tickets, but you do get a KFLH sweatband. And when he tells the cable girl that he's like, uh, well, I don't have the tickets. Uh, Would you settle for a KFLX sweatband? And she's like, sure. Where is it? And he's like, uh, well, I don't have it right now. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's a shock. (laughs) Because you really want to go see Donnie and Marie. The only song I can honestly say that I know of Marie Osmond's, there might be others, but I know the duet with Dan Seals called Meet Me in Montana. I mean, if you guys are country fans from the 80s and 90s, you definitely, I'm sure, have heard of Dan Seals. And I just, I love that song. It's beautiful. So, Becky leaves, and that's where Jesse is like, gentlemen, we got a big problem. And Danny is like, well, what would that big problem be? It's like, he's like, Jesse's like, well, did you hear her voice? (laughs) She sounded like a cat in a Cuisinart. And Joey's all like, Oh, come on, Jess. That that's not a big problem. I mean, a big problem would be like if your butt fell off. And I'm just like, what? And even Jesse's like, What? And Jesse Joey tells Jesse like to back that up. It's like, Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you'd be completely out of the mooning business. It's like, okay, sit down let's talk about Becky and her bad singing danny even suggests like hey can't we just put her in the back with a tambourine like paul mccartney did to linda and i i think honestly jesse he suggests maybe giving her singing lessons but danny's like you know that could backfire because no one you know teaching someone how to sing or critiquing them like that is just that is not a good idea but then again jesse's like well you know i mean it's not even going to really be like singing lessons we'll just just disguise it like hey we're working on some new tunes for the group and you know kind of get her involved that way so yeah kind of going back to it is jesse saying you know we work too hard on those harmonies because you, know, you heard them, you'll hear them in the clip. They sound amazing together. They sound so good. And Jesse's, you know, the thought of Becky butchering those songs every day, and you know, twice on Saturday. He's like, I don't think it's going to work. Well, of course it's not going to work. You don't sing it like that. We'll hear later when she's singing to the police. She, beautiful. But use that voice. Yeah, and this is where Danny's like, hey, why don't we just give her a tambourine and stick her in the back like Paul McCartney did to Linda. And Danny's just trying to suppress a smile. And Jesse's like, no, I'll just, you know, teach her to sing on key or in a key. And Joey's like, how about in the Florida keys? And this is where Danny says, I don't know, Jesse, you know, trying to teach something to someone in your family can be really touchy. Because you think someone outside of your family critiquing you is hard? Try having somebody in your family critiquing you is a hundred times worse. Because it's that much more personal. Because it's someone that you know. Especially, I mean, if it's someone you see on a regular basis, ugh. But either way, whether it's someone you know or a complete stranger who's critiquing you, it still can be an emotional blow. I mean, no one wants to be told they're bad at something or not good, or, oh, if you worked at this, you'd be a lot better. So, yeah, Jesse's like, hey, Rebecca won't even know she's being taught. I'll tell her we're working on harmonies for that little song. And he adds, you know, and if she happens to learn how to sing in the process, well, then thank God.
2: It's time to go to sleep. But we got a special treat for you. Guys, we used to do this for Michelle and she was your age. And the tradition continues. Lullabies, the next generation. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, start your vocal chords. Hello. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello. Song, no, that's you? not it,
2: guy. Well, that, that wasn't the song, so. <laughs> well, what we are waiting for <laughs> Christopher Robin, I along the
0: up. By the moon. Only our questions to all you as our days disappear all too soon. Now I'm wanting much today than I should, and I can't seem to find my way back to the woods. So, help
2: me if you can. I gotta get back to the house if corner are by one. You'd be surprised there's so much, there's so much to, to be, done. be done.
0: Count all the bees in the hive. Oh, I love this song. Just the, the, the Oh the oh. sky. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: that's
0: poor. Right? Oh my goodness. Oh, boy,
2: no, 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 no. It's that time, guys. It's bedtime now. All right, come on. I'm to going to bed. Come on. All right, and you go. Good night, hon. Good night, Any boys. Yeah. Good
0: night.
2: Good night. Good night. Bye guys. Good night. Bye. Good night, sweetie. Good night. I love you. you. We sounded great, didn't we?
1: <laughs> Well, you kind of uh, intruded it yeah. on yeah, their we thing.
2: A, yeah. we, we sound like we never sounded like before, right, boys? We, we've never sounded like as a whole new sound. You know what? We should do this every day. Two shows on Saturday, bedtime and nap time. That's
0: kind of overkill. We
2: can start like our own little family singing. No.
0: like the odds.
2: Good night, Donnie, Jimmy, Tito. What? <laughs> Gentlemen, we got a big problem. <laughs> what would that big problem be? Did you hear a voice? She sounds like a cat in a Cuisinart. That's not a big problem. A big problem is like if, um, well, if, if if like your butt fell off.
1: What? What are you talking about, Joey?
2: What? <laughs> well, you, you'd, you'd be totally out of the mooning business. No oh, way, you're not helpful. Sit down. The point is that we work too hard on those harmonies, you know? Yeah. I mean, the thought of Becky butchering those songs every day and twice on Saturdays, it's. Uh, guys, I don't think it's gonna work. Well, why don't we uh, give her a tambourine and stick her in the back like Paul McCartney did with Linda?
0: No,
2: no, no. You know what? I, I'm just gonna teach her to sing on key, or in a key. <laughs> How about in the Florida Keys? <laughs> I don't know, Jess. You know, trying to teach something to someone in your family can be really touchy. Rebecca won't even know she's being taught. Yeah, I'm right. We're working on some harmonies for that little song we're doing. And she happens to learn how to sing in the process. Well, then. Thank God.
1: <laughs> so now we go back to the main plot, which is Michelle and her feet. She is in her room uh, on at the sitting on the edge of her bed. Comet is there Comet 2.0 as I referred to him in season eight because that is not the same dog that came on in season four to season seven. She Michelle is holding a big yellow book that has basic font writing that says Children's Book of World Records. And Michelle's like, Comet, this book has all the world records in it. Biggest head? biggest ears. And then she's like, hey, here it is. Biggest feet. And she is, she is full on freaking. She's like, oh no, that's what I'm going to look like someday. Sweetie, your body eventually is going to catch up to the size of your feet and it'll be just normal. Now that Stephanie, Kimmy, and DJ have put this into her head, that she's got Abnormal sized feet. She thinks they're just gonna keep growing until they're like twenty plus feet long, or whatever. I don't know. Even when she turns the picture to show Comet, Comet's like, or, 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 and he puts his head down and whimpers and like puts his paw over his nose, like, "Hey, yeah, don't don't show it to me anymore. I have nightmares." Oh, he runs out of the room. Ah! <laughs> Oh, here comes Steph. Are you going to throw more shade at your sister and her feet? I think we got an earful of that at the shoe store. Stephanie coming around for round two. So Stephanie comes in and she notices that Michelle is reading the world's biggest records. And she's like, hey, Michelle, what are you reading about? And Michelle, of course, doesn't want to bring up the fact that she's looking at the biggest feet. She says uh, the world's biggest tomato. And Stephanie, of course, is like, how big is it? And Michelle's like, too big. She's clearly referencing the fate that she saw. And, of course, Stephanie's like, oh, by now, it's probably a case of ketchup. Ugh. (laughs) Bad jokes. Of course, (laughs) Michelle just rolls her eyes like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to sleep. Stephanie's like, "Oh." i got to get some new big tomato material. And she's like, all right, see you in the morning, Michelle, because Michelle, of course, goes to sleep before everyone else does. So Stephanie came up to get her book bag, so I guess she's doing homework down in the living room, down in the kitchen or something, because, like, where's she going? Comet,
0: this book has all the world records in it. Biggest head. Biggest ears. Here
2: it is. Biggest feet. (laughs) Oh no. That's what I'm gonna look like someday. (laughs) Hi, Michelle. (laughs) Hmm. Children's Book of World Records. What are you reading about? Uh, the world's (laughs) biggest tomato. How big is it?
0: Too big. By now, it's probably a case
1: of ketchup. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. I'm <laughs> Boy, he rolls around. I got to
0: get some new big tomato material. <laughs> See
1: you in the morning, Michelle. So, we jump right into this dream sequence, and I was just kind of rewinding it a little bit. I'm like, the dream sequence out of the three that we've seen, out of the two we've seen so far... This is by far got to be the shortest of the dream sequences. The other ones, especially the last one, which I will be uploading on Friday, The Test, takes up the majority of the episode. This one seems like a one-and-done, jump-in, jump-out type of segment, and then it, yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that. So before we even really get into it, Michelle is still... Over and over the repeated phrases from the shoe store as DJ, Kimmy, and Stephanie are saying, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, and then of course Stephanie saying, you grew two sizes this year. The way she says it, like, it's a problem. And then again, the shoe store man going, healthy feet, healthy feet, healthy feet. It's like, (laughs) my God! And DJ, of course, with, you'll be able to water ski without skis. And yes, and the image of Stephanie with that giant shoe display that she's like, oh, do you have this for Michelle in a larger size? (laughs) We get the reactions because we still we also see Kimmy and DJ just laughing. (laughs) Ah Like, okay, seriously, it's not that funny. And we just see Michelle just lying in bed, and her face is just really, she's distressed. Just thinking of all these things. They they clearly really got to her. Here we go. We (laughs) go into the actual dream sequence of Michelle saying, I'm home, and you see the family setting the table for dinner, because at least 10 people sit at that table. Well, no, I think it's nine, isn't it? Yeah, it's nine. It's nine people, not ten. If Vicky had married Danny, it would have been ten people. So Danny's like, oh, good, Michelle's home. And DJ adds, well, I hope she had a better day than than yesterday. Here comes Michelle coming into the kitchen from the living room. She is wearing full-on polyester, blue on one side, fuchsia on the other, A clown outfit. She's even got the round, fuzzy, you know, furry ball things on the front. She's wearing the big, giant red and white clown shoes. She's got a clown red wig, and she's got a clown nose, and then she's got a painted-on smile. And she's saying, that clown car is getting ridiculous. 20 clowns in one Volkswagen. Oh, kind of like the whole joke about at the circus when they had the clowns. I don't know, they still have clowns. I don't even know if circuses really are doing much of anything anymore since they got rid of the... the... Poor animals, thank goodness. The animals are free to be themselves and live their life to the fullest without cruelty. But, yeah, that was the thing about the little car and then teen clowns popping out of it. And Joey looks down and is like, well, you must have had a good day. I mean, you're smiling. And she pulls her, definitely What the sound effects in this episode are really, I like them. Definitely. She pulls the red nose off and you hear the boop. And she's like, how many times do I have to tell you? It's painted on. The way she throws down that red rubber nose. Just hear the boing, boing, boing sound. So Michelle sits down in a chair and she's like, "Uncle Jesse, can you help me with these shoes? They're large, red and white plastic shoes. They look extremely uncomfortable. They may look like they're made out of that rubbery plastic that there's like no air whatsoever to your get into your foot, no ventilation whatsoever." And Jesse looks down at her. Shoes, like, I don't know whether to use a shoe heel or the jaws of life. Your mate, They have Velcro on them. They're Velcro shoes. And he pulls the shoes off, and then you hear that dun-dun-dun, and she's got giant fake feet. You can definitely see where her ankle stops and the fake feet take over. You get everyone's reaction. Jesse's like, have mercy. He's not saying that in a good way, by the way. And then you see Nikki and Alex, yikes! And Becky's like, Michelle, those puppies are getting huge. She's like, asking her, what are you using, Desinex or miracle Grow?" So, Danny walks away, and Michelle follows him, and as she's walking, she steps on Joey's foot and you hear the crunch. And he's like, ow, oh, Michelle, I'm surprised he's not like on the floor crying like, you broke my foot. No, it's not that serious. And then Joey's like, you gotta put a wide load sign on those babies. And Michelle asks Danny, she's like, Daddy, why can't I go back to school? So Danny picks her up and puts her back in the chair. He's like, honey, we talked about this before. The last time you were there, you were playing hopscotch and you squished the janitor. Why is the janitor out during recess? I mean, I've heard of, you know, lunchroom monitors, but I've also heard of recess monitors. Who do you think has got the harder job? The lunchroom monitor or the recess monitor? And Steffi, of course, brings up the near-fatal Hokey Pokey incident. Joey's like, yeah, you put your left foot in, you took everybody out. Her feet aren't that huge yet. So Nikki or Alex is like, let's take a ride on Michelle's feet. And DJ, this joke makes no sense. She's like, sorry, boys, last time you did that, you got lost between Michelle's toes. Or you slipped between her toes and got lost. Her feet aren't that big yet. That wouldn't happen. Oh, they're just over-exaggerations. Oh, here comes Kimmy with this giant canister of it says sweet feet on it. it is clearly for odor it's like odor eaters and she says hey Pauline Bunyan <laughs> goes, oh here I picked you up a little foot putter to get you through the weekend this canister is literally as tall and wide as Michelle and then Kimmy says because she's got the bill for how much that tall can of Foot powder is. She says, Hey, father of the freak, you owe me $412. Macaroonies. So DJ suggests they trim Michelle's toenails and sell the clippings as boomerangs. That's nasty. That is disgusting It makes me want to gag. DJ is holding a pair of hedge cli- hedge clippers. And Jesse looks down at Michelle's feet, and like, Michelle. I swear, your feet are getting bigger by the minute. And she's like, no, they're not. And we clearly see that there is a new pair of fake feet put on one of the Olsen twins. And no basketball player of any kind would have shoot, would have feet this long. And then she looks at her feet, which, yes, have grown. She, oh, no, they're growing again. And you just cut to the feet and you just see them ex. Expanding outward, and the family just takes off running for the living room. You hear them stretching as they're growing. I don't know what computer CGI they're using in 1995, but good grief! And Daisy's like, "Oh my gosh, they're out of control!" And everyone like to the living room. Michelle's like, "Wait, don't go, poor kid." Somebody like, help me, they're growing like crazy. And we just see the doorway into the living room. You see this giant foot and it's just so comically large, it's it's unreal. It's like the foot is growing and just edging toward them like a monster that's alive. And Danny's like cowering behind Joey like Joey do something and Joey's like I got it let's tickle it so they all go and tickle the foot. I gotta say honestly of all the episodes of season 8 this is honestly by far the weirdest episode of Full House I've ever seen in my life. Just the dream sequence alone is just what makes it just so comically not good. I mean the rest of the episode outside of this dream sequence is, is good. It addresses an important topic, an important issue with kids that are going through bodily changes. You know, when their their body's starting to expand but or parts are starting to expand but the rest of your body hasn't caught up yet. It's just the awkward phase. And Michelle's like laughing and stop it, stop it, stop it. And then she sits up the <gasps> She says, oh, thank goodness, it was just a dream. She pulls back the covers and just the large feet. And then she starts screaming and comes, actually comes out of the dream. There is a spotlight shining down on these giant feet. You can see the spotlight on the bed sheet and on Michelle's pajamas. Um, <laughs> Stephanie gets up, and she's like, what in the I'm surprised she didn't wake up anyone else in the house. Like Joey's room is literally just across from Stephanie and Michelle's, and so we're the whole family. Oh my gosh, what's wrong, Michelle? Are you okay? And she's like, Michelle, Michelle, wake up! You're having a nightmare. She's like Michelle, wake up! You're having a bad dream. And Michelle's like, That's what I thought, but it's real. Look, and she pulls back the covers, and it's just her ordinary feet. And I love Stephanie's response, and she's like, So you ate cookies in bed? Who cares? We've all done it. <laughs> And whenever, I think, whenever I eat in bed, like, I'll have those little poppy seed mini muffins. And there'll be crumbs on the bed. And I'll always, that, Stephanie's voice will play in my head. Like, so you've eaten, you eat in bed. We've all done it. So you hear when she pulls back the covers, you the like, dun dun. And then it cuts out. And it's just like, see, your feet are normal. And Stephanie just kind of disregards it. Like, relax, you're fine. And she just goes back to bed. Michelle says, I'm not fine. I'm a big foot freak. I feel, I feel bad for her. I really, really do, because this is really bothering her. And the way that Stephanie just kind of sloughs it off, like, oh, so you ate cookies in bed, big deal, we've all done it, just go back to sleep, you're fine. If anyone out there, I have have been having a lot of stressful, very distressing dreams where I will wake up in the middle of the night. I'm not waking up screaming or anything, But, you know, when you have a really bad dream, you wake up and your heart is pounding because that dream is so real. And it's like, you know, especially, I mean, if you're, if you're married, you're sleeping with your significant other and you feel bad because, oh, they got to get up in a few hours to go to work. And it's like, I don't want to, you know, disrupt their sleep. So it's like, okay, I'll turn the light on because I'm too scared to turn the light back out. And I'll just, you know, go through my phone and just, you know, check out Facebook, check out whatever until I calm down. And I feel like, okay, it looks like uh, the sun is starting to come through the blinds. I can go back to sleep. So, it just, it stinks. They're just so, dick, and I get... DJ and Stephanie, they're teenagers. They're not really thinking about the words that are coming out of their mouth and how they're treating their sister, but it's just, I, I honestly think, I feel it is very important to talk about, you know, our dreams, especially when, you know, they frighten us and they scare, you know, there are some very, very vivid dreams that you just you can't get out of your head. And it's like, where do you go with that? You don't talk to somebody who's just going to dismiss it like it's no big deal. You want you know to talk to somebody and just kind of sort out your feelings and stuff like that. So yeah, let's play this dream sequence. Okay, it's not that fun- it's not funny at all, honestly. I'm
2: home! Oh, good, Michelle's home. I hope she
0: had a better day than yesterday.
2: (laughs) That carpool is getting ridiculous. Twenty clowns in one Volkswagen. (laughs) Well, you must have had a nice day. You're smiling. How many times do I have to tell you? It's painted on! (laughs) Jesse, can you help me with these shoes? I don't know whether to use a shoehorn or the jaws of life. <laughs> All right, come up here. You ready? One, two. Three. <laughs> Have mercy. Yikes! Michelle, those puppies are getting huge. What are you using, X or Miracle Grow? <laughs> Daddy. Michelle, you got to put a wide load sign on those babies. I'm sorry.
0: Daddy, why can't I go back to school?
2: Oh, sweetheart.
0: <laughs>
2: we talked about this before. The last time you were there, you were playing hopscotch and you squished the janitor.
0: I don't have to remind you about that near fatal hokey pokey accident.
2: Yeah, you put your left foot in, you took everybody out. Let's take a run off of the feet. Mm-hmm. Sorry, boys.
0: Last time you slipped between our toes and got lost.
1: That makes no sense, DJ.
0: Hey, Pauline Bunny and <laughs> some money back. Michelle, trim your toenails. We'll sell the clippings as boomerangs. Ew. Michelle,
2: I, I swear your, f- your feet are getting bigger every minute. No, they're not.
0: What I thought, but it's not. It's real. Look. <laughs> oh, so you ate cookies in bed. We've all done it. Now relax. You're fine. I'm
2: not fine.
1: I'm a Bigfoot freak. All right. In the next scene, of course, we see Michelle using a ruler to measure her foot. And here comes her friend Lisa. I say, hey. Michelle what's up what are you doing Michelle is still in her PJs what time is Lisa coming over 8am and so apparently Michelle was supposed to meet Lisa and cause Lisa says you were supposed to meet us at the parks I'm guessing you know the crew, you know Derek Aaron um, Teddy this is season 8 after all um, you know it's weird we never get Denise hanging out with Lisa and Michelle's crew. It's just, it's weird. Like, they're never, ever in a scene together that I can think of. And so, I mean, it was nice that Lisa was concerned. No one else apparently was concerned enough. She's like, hey, Lisa, why don't you go check on Michelle and see why she's not here at the park with us? Just, so she's like, oh, are you sick? And Michelle's like, sick of these feet. And Lisa's like, well, you you better get over it because you're stuck with them for the rest of your life. And Michelle's like, don't you see? They're growing like crazy. And Lisa is so like, wow, really? Are they growing right now? And she <laughs> bends down and looks at Michelle's feet. Like she is so intrigued. Like, wow. And Michelle's like, get back. These things could take an eye out. And I see that her toenails are painted. She's got painted toenails. Michelle's wearing adorable PJs that have their white PJs with little black Scotty dogs on it. Aw. Remember when Stephanie wore that adorable red sweater with the little black Scotty on it, and it said Scotty across it? (coughs) So Michelle's still got that world records of, Uh, children's book of world records. She's like, here, Lisa, check this out. This is what my feet are going to look like. And Lisa is just like, ew, gross. Lisa's like, oh, they look like two Buicks with toes. And (laughs) Michelle just glares at Lisa. And Lisa's like, but they'll look good on you. (laughs) And Michelle's like, what are we going to do? And Lisa's like, oh, I know how we can shrink them. And Michelle's a little worried. She's like, will it hurt? And Lisa tells her, oh, don't worry. I won't feel a thing.
2: Hi, Michelle. Hi, Lisa. What are you doing? You were supposed to meet us at the park today. Are you sick? Yeah, I'm sick of these feet. Well, you better get over it. You're stuck with them for the rest of your life. Don't you see? They're growing like crazy.
0: Really? Are they growing right now? Get back. These things
2: could take an eye out.
0: This is what they're gonna look like.
2: Gross! They look like two Ewks with toes. But they look good on you. What am I gonna do? I know how we can shrink
0: them. Will it hurt? Don't
1: worry. I won't feel a thing. You know, I don't know whether it's just that Lisa is a little, she's taller than Michelle by an inch or two. And part of me almost feels like maybe Lisa's like a year older than Michelle just because she's taller, but then maybe that's not the case. Maybe she's just taller. All kids' shapes and sizes at the same age, you know? So now we kind of, we go to the attic jesse of course is on his piano tooling around with the music here comes becky with the laundry so jesse thinks this is a great time to give becky a music in quotes music lesson becky has been hard at work not just doing laundry but she has made a list of songs that they can sing to the boys i love how she refers to them as you know our group can sing to the boys so Jesse gets up from the piano bench. and she's like, oh, dynamite, dynamite, dynamite stuff. Great. But, hey, why don't we work on that song that we sang the other night to the boys? And just kind of focus on that. He tells her that he he's written her a special little part. Oh, boy. She's like, oh, you didn't have to write me a special part. I love singing anything that just comes into my head. And Jesse's like, well, actually, it's um, what comes out of your mouth. That's the issue here. <laughs> He's not mincing words at all. He's not sugarcoating this at all. Um, I have a question. Do they have, like, they have above what I think is a closet and then above the door coming into the attic, these little light fixture things, and it's got, like, a little, um, like, great thing around it or something and it almost makes me think like hey is that like if the house is on fire and you need to alert the family up in the attic that there's like a it's like a smoke alarm but not a smoke alarm like it's like a little light that flashes as you know something like that because there's two of them in the attic. Oh, he's like, all right, remember that part, chase the clouds away? Okay, so we're going to try that a little over. So he goes over to the piano, and she, again, is just, chase the clouds, chase the, yeah, it's like, it's too, that's not singing. Anybody can do that. Look at me, happy birthday. See, there's no inflection or anything in my voice. It's just completely, like, flattened monotone-ish there's no yeah there's no high notes there's no low notes there's just flat middle level so he's trying to get her at different because he even says like let's go a little lower with it and she's still like flat like even tone yes, 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 yes. so he's like oh hmm can I give you a little tip? Um she like, yeah, sure, tip away. He's like, you know what, I think I think it's your posture. Cause then he starts talking about her diaphragm and you go know, singing from the diaphragm. And he's like, Okay, it's your posture and your diaphragm. Breathe from your diaphragm. And he's also like, oh, here's the third thing. He actually got nun and he starts like grabbing like her mouth, like, you know, that kind of thing. Because now he's doing the may, me, my, mo, you, you, whatever kind of thing with her. And then he's like, no, you're not, you're, you gotta stand up straight. No, no, you gotta sing for your diaphragm. No, 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 enunciate, enunciate. He starts grabbing at her mouth. Like, he's trying to help, like, <sighs> finally, uh, she's like, enough. She finally gets it. Like, it sounds like you're trying to give me singing lessons. And he's like, oh, well, I'm not trying to give you singing lessons per se. And then he starts talking about her, you know, him being a musician and his ear is very sensitive and if something should affect his hearing, like, you know, someone's singing, you know, really, really bad, it could, yeah. So he, not being nice about it. He thinks he's being subtle. He's not. And he's not being nice about it. And thank goodness she finally gets what he's trying to do. But yeah, it's like she's, Standing up, bending down, standing up. He's like, oh, you're not standing up straight. Oh, you got to sing from your diaphragm. Oh, you're not enunciating. And he's grabbing onto her face, onto her, you know, her mouth and everything. And finally she, like, shoves his hand away. It's like, Jess, what are you doing? It sounds to me like you're giving me a singing lesson. He's like, oh, well, no, it's not a singing lesson per se. He's like, it's not a singing lesson per se. It's more like a singing tip lesson. (laughs) And she's like, I like what Betty says here. She's like, so I'm not the best singer. It's not like I'm uh, peeling the paint off the walls. And Jesse's like, yeah, well, the beams are, you know, starting to buckle. And she's like, well, I'm not hurting anybody. She's like, so I don't have the greatest voice. I'm not hurting anybody. And she goes over to get the laundry. And he's like, oh, well, you see, (laughs) that's where I disagree. He is being, I'm sorry, but if he were my spouse, I would be. I would be taking this personally if I were Becky. I 100% would be. It, it's like, it sounds like you're attacking me. If you wanted her out of their little group thing, which she threw herself into, you don't personally. That's not critiquing. That sounds more like a personal attack. I mean keymates he will just flat out come out and say, you know, this is a thing that Jesse uh, <laughs> that Jesse that Joey and Danny of and I have been doing for a long time and we just this is kind of our thing. this is what we do and we just would appreciate if we could just be you know the three of us. And he's going out you know, as a professional musician. It's almost like he's kind of like talking down like, you know, you don't know because you're not a professional musician. But my ear, I rely on my ear. And he's like, in my ear, if it's exposed to a sound that, you know, don't take this personally, but um, a fork in a garbage disposal, it could ruin said ear. And she says, well, I'd like to slap you upside said ear, which, yes. He's saying, like, oh, some professional criticism. And she's like, oh, really? You're giving me criticism now? And she turns it right back around on him. And he's telling her, like, oh, don't be so emotional. (laughs) Like, dude, you brought this up. You opened this door. Just blasting her with I said, this feels more like an attack and not about criticism. She looks at him, and I love this look. Like, well, how would you like it if I criticized you? he's like, well, I mean, if I had anything to criticize. I bet I could take it. And she's like, oh, really? And she starts, of course, with this hair saying, Mr. Overmost, two hours in the mirror. Hair accoutrement, per se. Per se, have mercy. She calls him a Hell's Angel dropout overcritical Elvis wannabe. So you know, she's been saving that stuff up for a while, especially about the Elvis and the have mercy. Yeah. And she shoves the laundry basket at him and says, "Handle that." And she walks off and goes into the bathroom. And I'm just kind of thinking about the things that we know like gather up over time that about somebody that irritate us. And you know that you In the back of your mind, when you get angry, it's like, oh, I have all this ammunition that I could just slam at somebody if it gets to that point. But then in the back of your mind, you're thinking, but would I really go that far? I mean, yeah, when someone you know is criticizing you and it hurts, it's like you're thinking, well, I have all this stuff about you that I could just personally attack you and throw that back in your face. But at the end of the day, I mean... No, I would think, sure, I have things that I could say to a person if they made me angry enough that would hurt them. But I know in the back of my mind, I'm like, I would never want to go and stoop to that level because I'm not that kind of person that would personally hurt someone like that. And maybe, yes, maybe I am taking this a bit too seriously. But I just know in my heart, being married... Or even you don't even have to be married. You'd be in a relationship with somebody. And the fact that they would feel that that is criticism that they're throwing at you. It's just, no. I mean, my husband has been nothing but supportive with anything that I've wanted to try. When I'm down on myself and putting myself down, he's like, no, I don't want to hear that from you. You are. Yeah, I mean, it's his—you know—husband's job to build their spouse up, and vice versa. Like you are their biggest support system, and vice versa. I—I I don't like this about Jesse. If he didn't want her in their his group, then just flat out say it. You don't gotta hide behind this oh criticism singing lesson whatever.
2: Jess, you know what? I made up a list of songs that our group can sing to the boys. Oh, dynamite, dynamite, (laughs) dynamite, dynamite stuff. But um, I figured, why don't we work a little bit on the song you sang last night, you know? uh, You see, I've I've written you a special little part. Well, you don't have to write me a special part. I'd be fine singing whatever pops into my head. Yeah, well, it's, it's whatever pops out of your mouth that we should work on. Come on here. Here. Now remember that part, uh, chase the clouds away. <clears throat> uh, uh, we do a little lower. Chase the clouds away. Try to chase. Chase the clouds away. Chase, chase,
0: chase the clouds away. Chase,
2: chase, the chase, away. chase, chase. 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 Oh, very close. Can I give you just, this one little little tip? Oh sure, go ahead. Tip away. It's your posture. I think it's your, it's just one little tip, but I think it's your posture. You need to. You know what? Actually, I just thought of a, a second one. Um, it's your posture and your diaphragm. You have to breathe, breathe from your diaphragm. You know, I just. See, boom. I, I think, and the third one just came out. You
0: have to enunciate.
2: You see, you have to enunciate. Enunciate. That's it. Very good. Got gotcha. it. Okay. Uh, let's try this little, uh, little exercise. Okay. Maybe my momu. Try that.
0: Maybe may, my momu.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, let's see. Uh, one more time, if we, if we can. Maybe may, may, my momu. Mo, no. Maybe may, may, my, my From mo, your diaphragm. Maybe may, my, my, mo, my
1: Wait, uh, Becky, okay. why are you not getting it?
2: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Give me a singing lesson? No. Yeah, right. No.
0: <laughs> no.
2: No. No. Uh, no. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a singing lesson per se. Per se. It's more of a, a singing tip. Tip session.
0: Uh huh.
2: No. All right. Fine. So I am not the best singer. <clears throat> I don't peel the paint off the walls. But no. But. Beams are starting to buckle.
1: Oh, Jesse.
2: (laughs) Okay, so I don't have the greatest voice. I'm not hurting anybody. Well, see, that's, that's where we disagree.
1: (laughs) He's being real jerk. As
2: a a professional (laughs) musician, I I rely on my ear. And uh, if my ear is exposed to a, uh, to a sound that, 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 uh, uh, and I mean this in a nice (laughs) way, sounds like, like a fork in a garbage disposal. (laughs) It could ruin said ear. I'd like to walk you upside sit here. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> it's so emotional. It's just is a little criticism. How would you oh, like it yeah. if I criticized you? Well, I'm sure I could take it if I had any faults to criticize. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Mr. Over-mused, two hours in front of the mirror, hair accoutrement per se, have mercy, hell's angel dropout over critical Elvis wannabe. Handle that.
0: Oh, ha, ha, ha.
1: Not bad for your first lesson, honey. Alright, so we're going to Michelle's room. Michelle's sitting in a chair. Lisa is wrapping Michelle's feet in saran wrap. And Michelle asks, are you sure this shrink stuff? And of course, Lisa says, well, they call it shrink wrap. <sighs> I love how Michelle grabs the, uh, cont- the, uh, roll of shrink wrap and reads the box that says, oh, yeah, it'll keep my feet fresh for up to five days. This is ridiculous. This is very dangerous. Because Lisa's like, oh, yeah, well, we better use the ice, too. And if you you see just out of the corner there, there is a bucket, just a square-sized bucket for Michelle to put her feet in. This is nuts. Where did Lisa concoct this idea? Oh, because her brother had a bump on his head from when he, like, his head ran into my fist. Or Lisa is a violent girl. I mean, great, she can take care of herself, whether her brother had it coming or not, I don't know. But this is where she gets the idea to, like, yeah, it, an ice pack, like, shrank the bump on his head. So we'll just shrink your feet. The internet really wasn't anything like what it is, it is now, back in 1994. Um, or, yeah, 94. So, I can only imagine how different this would have played out had the internet been like it is now. And they're just looking it up on the internet like, oh, my feet are growing faster than I can, my body can keep up with. What can I do to shrink your, my feet I mean, you have a question for just about anything. The internet has an answer for you. I, mean, I I was curious, so I looked this up. You know, when it pertains to women and their cycle, because at the end, I've been getting a really bad headache, and I'm like, and I'm typing that in, like, does that happen towards the end of a woman's cycle? And uh, yeah, a hundred percent. It's a a lot of women do experience headaches at the very end of their monthly cycle so yeah the internet it's just it's chock full of information but michelle asked why the ice and lisa says well this one time my brother got this big bump on his head his head accidentally ran into my fist (laughs) and at lisa says yeah my mom put ice on it and it completely shrunk and michelle's like his head and lisa says no the bump the bump on his head and Lisa's like, "Are you really gonna do this?" And Michelle steps one saran-wrapped foot into this square, you know, container filled with ice water and and ice. And she's like, <gasps> "I mean, the pool here at the hotel." I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll go swimming. It's like seventy some degrees, but the wind chill is like." The wind is like 17 miles per hour or whatever. And I go and I put my foot in. And I'm like, it's one thing if your body can actually adjust to the water. Like it can sometimes. But sometimes the water is so cold because the pool isn't heated. That it's just, I'm not, I just, no. Just absolutely not. She's like, "Ah, it's freezing. I get that Michelle is desperate to try anything here and I mean this is just little kids figuring like hey let's give this a shot see if it works (laughs) but we're going to see in the next scene after this after this next scene here with Becky and the boys on the couch is (laughs) she sticks both feet and she's like oh to heck with it I just I want to shrink my feet this is such a problem and she puts in both her feet and she's like (gasps) I mean, water is, like, so cold that you know your body isn't going to adjust to it. I mean, look at all the people that landed in the Atlantic after the Titanic sank, you know? And they're in the water. It's like, no, there's no way. And and that's April. That's, like, mid-April. Your body is not adjusting to that cold water. Now, mind you, if the Titanic had sank in, like, say, oh, I don't know, July... I don't know. Would the water temperature at like three in the morning or whatever time the Titanic sank? Would that have made a difference? April? Because April is still, you are in early spring, but you're still, I mean, I don't know exactly where in the Atlantic that the Titanic hit that iceberg. I don't know. And whether or not if it had hit the iceberg in, say, July, if it would have made a difference to the people, you know, in, in the water, if their bodies would have adjusted to the temperature, I don't know. I don't see Michelle's body, her feet. That, I honestly, I think you sticking your feet in a bucket of ice water, that could be dangerous. Aren't your feet like filled like with a bunch of little nerves and stuff like I wanna look that up. I'm gonna trust the internet and say, hey, what happens when you're you stick your feet in a bucket of ice water? What happens to your feet?
2: Are you sure this really shrinks stuff? They call it shrink wrap. (laughs) And it'll keep my feet fresh for up to five days. (laughs) Just to be sure, we better use the ice too. Why the ice? My brother once got this big bump on his head. He accidentally ran into my fist. My mom put ice on it, and it completely shrunk. His head? No, the bump. Are you really going to do this?
0: Ah! It's freezing. Well, it does have ice in
1: Okay, I am getting some interesting, here's one that I, I mean, if this works, I'm gonna try it. Can sticking your feet in cold water help you lose weight? How sticking your feet in cold water could help you lose weight? Then there is brown fat and its job is to generate heat. It does this by boosting your metabolism. So then you, so you then start to use up the bad white fat. What? I, okay, sure. Let's see. Can you soak your feet in ice water? Soak your feet in ice water. Immerse your foot in a cold bath immediately following your mobility exercises. Allow the foot to soak for about 10 minutes. Soaking your feet in ice water will help stop any excessive swelling that could occur after moving your foot for the... Okay, that's basically for a sprained foot, everybody. (laughs) Okay, yeah, wow. Can you use ice on a... Okay, okay. On a foot and, and This is all about foot injuries, basically. She didn't injure her foot. She's trying to shrink her feet. I would say if they. If her feet have grown twice in one year, I would say that's it for a bit until the rest of her body catches up. I mean, is that normal for a kid's foot to go through two sizes in one year? I don't know. So, yeah, the next scene Becky is on the couch in the. They're upstairs, you know, at a And she's reading the book and just kind of at the end saying, and they all lived happily ever after. So, I don't know whether it's Nikki or Alex, because one of the boys is wearing a black t-shirt with a yellow and black checked long sleeve shirt over it. And he is the one that says, Sing us a song, Mama. And Becky, of course, is still, her feelings are still raw from Jesse's criticism, which, understandably so. Because what if she thinks, oh, if Jesse feels this way, what if my boys feel the same way if they don't? She's like, oh, you don't want to hear me sing. I'll buckle the beams. That might buckle the beams. And the other twin's like, no, it won't. She's like, it might buckle the beams. And he's like, no, it won't. And you get the other twin, it's like, please, mama. And she's like, how can I say no to that? And I love that Nikki and Alex are her biggest supporters. And it's just so sweet. She's just a mother singing to her boys. She's singing with the boys. And, of course, Jesse comes in. Becky doesn't know that he's there, of course. And he's just listening to her singing lovingly to her sons. Uh, He's seeing, you know, she's singing with her heart and just... I mean, she wasn't expecting him or anyone to be, you know, eavesdropping on her singing and stuff like that. But it's, so, and I love how she gets the boys involved. Like, okay, talking about Pooh Bear getting the honey jar stuck on his nose. She's like, where does he get it stuck on? And he's like, his nose? Like, yep. Aww, it's just, it's so sweet and I love it. It's just so, uh she turns to the other twin, and she's singing, and she's tickling him, and that's the moment she looks up and sees Jesse standing there, and then she just immediately f- just stops singing. And the other, the, the twin in the, uh, yellow shirt is like, sing more, Mama, and the other twin is like, you're the bestest. Aww. And Becky's like, oh, thanks, but I'm not sure everyone feels that way. She looks at Jesse. And Jesse surprises Becky with saying, no, boys, you're right. Your mom sounded beautiful. And she says to Jesse, like, you said I sounded like a cat in a Cuisinart or a fork in a garbage disposal. And that's when Jesse says, well, I wasn't listening he says, well, I was hearing the notes. I wasn't listening. I wasn't hearing the notes. I was, wasn't hearing the love behind them. And this is exactly it. This is uh, just her singing to her voice versus jumping in to the halfway point of the song. Just chase the, you know, chase the clouds away. No, that, Like I said, that's not that's not how you sing. You don't sing that. <laughs> I still say she could have just waited until they were done singing to the boys instead of jumping in there and, and throwing everything off. So, Jesse apologizes. Becky, of course, apologizes for saying some mean things, you know, about the hair and the motorcycle and the Elvis wannabe stuff. He's like, oh, we, we don't need to rehash that. <laughs> Thank you. And Becky says something that is very true. She says, I guess criticism hurts more when it comes from someone you love. A hundred percent. What do you think's harder, hearing criticism from a stranger or hearing s- criticism from someone you love and someone you probably respect and or have grown up with or look up to and they're just... Yeah, exactly. Jesse makes a joke like, yeah, if it comes from someone you don't like, you can just knock them upside the head. Well, or the non-violent version, you could just walk away. So he asks her, do you forgive me? And she "Yes." Sa- Am I still in the group? And he's like, yes. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just, yeah. Just, like, just say, hey, how you're singing with the boys? Sing like that. Sing like that. And it will go on greatly. I mean, why not include her? I I mean, with the guys. You know, they are her sons. They're no blood relation to Joey. Or even really... Danny, for that fact, because Jesse and Danny aren't related by blood. They're related by, you know, Danny's wife, Jesse's sister, who's no longer there. <laughs> I'm not saying kick them out of the group. I'm just like, come on, you can make room for another. It makes sense for Becky to... I know, now it sounds like I'm changing my uh, opinion. Oh, this is adorable. This is the uh, twin in the dark blue shirt is like kiss her already. And the, uh, the twin in the yellow shirt is all like, all you do is talk, talk, talk. So Jesse and Becky kiss and the boys go over there. And Jesse's like, hey, first you said you wanted me to kiss her. Now you're coming over here and interrupting her. us. <laughs> That's so cute.
2: They lived happily ever after. Here's sure this is Sean, mama. Oh, you don't want to hear me sing? It might buckle the beams. Oh, <laughs> it Please, Mama. Well, now how could I say no to that?
0: Winnie the Pooh doesn't know what to do. Got a honey jar stuck on his what? Nose. Oh, Nose.
2: No. He came to me asking help and <laughs> advice. <laughs> and... Mm. See more, Mama. You're the bestest. Aw, oh, thanks, but I don't think everyone feels that way. Oh, well, you boys are right. Your mom sounds beautiful. Jess, you said I sound like grinding flatware. <laughs> well, that's because I wasn't listening. I mean, I was hearing the notes, but I wasn't feeling the love behind them. I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry, too. I said some pretty mean things. Hair, and <laughs> the... Motorcycle and Elvis wannabe no stuff. No need to relive and... that. <laughs> Apology, sir. I guess criticism hurts more when it comes from someone you love. Yeah, cuz because when it comes from someone you don't like, you can just, you know, knock them upside the head. <laughs> Forgive me. Am I still in the group? Absolutely.
0: You're forgiven. Kiss her already. <laughs> oh just do talk, talk, talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, before we get back to Michelle and her bucket of ice water, I actually found a site, an article from 2016 that tells you the benefits of using putting your feet in ice water or taking a cold shower. Alright, so this person starts off by saying how they love to start off their day long hot shower, really wake up myself, and get my blood pumping. So I was a little surprised to find out not only are frequent hot showers a bad idea, or a bad habit apparently, but there are an enormous list of benefits that come from cold water. A cold bath or a cold shower might not sound all that appealing, but the positive effects of icy water have definitely led me to rethink my morning ritual. Alright, so in this exclusive list you'll see just how cold water can benefit your health and your mental state. Most of these came as quite a surprise. Who knew that cold water could actually help to prevent my colds or make my hair shinier? And apparently this cold water method has been around for centuries. Hydrotherapy or improving health by applying water of different temperatures has a long history from the temperature-controlled baths of ancient Rome to the healing spas of Switzerland. Scroll... Down. Okay. Do you like to take cold showers? Can you think of any more cold water benefits? Let us know in the comments. Okay. Benefit one. Fights depression. Okay. Cold water has been known to have a positive effect on those feeling depressed. Uh, Alright. Intense impact of cold receptors in the skin. It produces antidepressive effect and boosts moods making it a pick-me-up. Relieves muscle soreness. Alright. Cold water baths appears to significantly more effective than rest in relieving delayed onset muscle soreness, which typically occurs one to four days after exercise or physical activity. Creates shinier hair. Rinsing hair with cold water closes the cuticle, leaving a smooth, shiny surface. They also recommend blow drying your hair with cold air to achieve the maximum benefits. Strengthens your immune system. Okay, interesting, interesting. C. Cold water stimulates release of substances vital to immune function, such as a word I cannot pronounce to save my life. C-Y-T-O-K-I-N-E-S. Cytokines? I'm sure I mispronounced that. Improves skin health. Alright. Hot water has a tendency to dry out our skin, so it's best to use cold water to tighten your cuticles and pores, which will prevent them from getting clogged. Increases circulation. Well, I could use that on my feet. <laughs> As cold water hits the body, its ability to get circulate blood circulating leads the arteries to pump more efficiently pump blood. Oh, helps the, um, yeah. I'm just going to call it the pleasure life. <laughs> the adult relations life. Interesting. Okay, improves levels. Hormones, testosterone, estrogen. Interesting. Soothes, burns, yes. Hold the burned area under cold water for 10 to 15 minutes or until the pain eases. Apply a clean towel dampened with cool tap water. Cuts, fat. This is the end. I was just reading that. Okay, if you jump into a cold shower, your metabolism can increase by up to 550% of its resting level, burning calories in the process. Drinking cold water is thought to have a similar effect. Well, then I need to drink more cold water and less Diet Coke, I guess. (laughs) Deepens breathing. If you have trouble accessing the full depth of your lungs, potential cold water immersion may just be the answer. When cold water pours over your body, your breathing deepens in response to the shock of the cold. This is your body trying to keep you warm by increasing overall. Okay, wow, there, guys. There's oh, this is wow. I am learning so much. Thank you, internet. I did not know that. No one likes a cold shower, but I mean, just hearing some of those benefits, especially one about helping like lose weight. I think I'm gonna have to do more than just take cold showers to do that, but it's definitely interesting. So, yeah, we go back to Michelle's room, and she's got one hand on Lisa's shoulder, because she's just, (sighs) she's, are they smaller? And she, Michelle lifts a shrink-wrapped wet foot, which is now dripping onto the carpet. And Lisa's like, well, they're not smaller, but they're bluer. Michelle, you don't know it, but your circulation is improving, along with other health benefits of sticking your feet in cold water. So here comes DJ and Stephanie, and DJ's like, Michelle, what are you doing? That's ice water. And Michelle is like, literally, she's shivering, you hear her teeth chattering, like, duh. And I think DJ's the one that yanks her out of, like, you need to not do that no, before that, she's- this is gross. She says- DJ says, what are you doing, making a bunion slurpee? And she's like, Michelle, get out of there. Michelle is like, "Defiant." she's like, no, I'm not done. But yeah, now they're concerned, like, Michelle, that's not right. DJ literally pulls Michelle up and out of that little mini tub of ice water. Oh, now you're concerned. Okay. You were, you're concerned about her health. Yes. But you're not concerned for her mental health with the teasing that you were doing in the cold open with the making fun of her feet. Uh huh. Both DJ and Stephanie are both wearing skirts. here comes Danny because now Michelle, Stephanie, and DJ are all squabbling to the point where you can probably hear them downstairs. And Danny and Joey come in. Joey's got a cup because he's wondering where all the ice went. I love how Lisa's just standing there like taking all this in. Probably clearly uncomfortable like oh I'm gonna get blamed for this. I'll never be allowed over here again. Oh yeah! Danny takes Michelle puts her on her bed and then Joey's like, "Well, that's where all the ice went." Here I am drinking a warm sarsaparilla. He puts some ice in there, and then, <laughs> yeah. Stephanie's like, "Dad, Michelle was soaking her feet in ice water," and right away, Joey, after having put Michelle's feet ice in uh, <laughs> his cup of uh, whatever, he because s- he takes a big chug of it, and he's like. <laughs> Ew! Well, her feet were wrapped in saran wrap, so it's not like her bare feet were touching the ice. So Danny's like, Michelle, your feet are covered in plastic. There's a bucket of ice. I can only imagine what's going on up here. And Michelle, of course, beats him to the punch like, I was trying to shrink my feet. And Joey's like, oh, I would have been right. Really? Would you have guessed that? I mean, you put two and two together, you see there's a bucket of ice water. You see your feet are wrapped in saran wrap. I mean, that's my only guess. So Danny starts unwrapping Michelle's saran wrapped feet. Or shrink wrap, or whatever you want to call it. He's like, where would you get a crazy idea like that? And of course, Michelle glares over at Lisa. And Lisa's like, uh, I'm out of here, bye. Lisa looks like she is wearing hiking boots, and I honestly think that Lisa is gonna get the worst outfit of the episode award because it just is. Ugh, I don't like it. Got like um bluish greenish leggings that match her mock turtleneckish type shirt that she's wearing. And Joey's like, Michelle, why would you want to shrink your feet? And Michelle says, because I'm a freak. Because my feet are growing two sizes a year. Well, she's nine now, so let's just say that she's on average a size, you know, eight. As an adult. And what is it? So, 13's got to be, what, the highest that you can be? Is that right? For child size? And then you start getting into, you know women's small size shoes. I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been a child picking up shoes. So Danny takes a bucket of ice, puts it on Michelle's nightstand as he's saying, Michelle, you're just going through a growth spurt. What would make you think that you're a freak? Well, here comes uh, DJ with uh, the confession. Yeah. DJ says, yeah, look, we might have helped with that Freak sentiment. we were giving Michelle a hard time at the shoe store. And Danny looks at DJ. He almost looks surprised. Like, almost, why would you do that to your little sister? Like, what did you say to her? And DJ's like, oh! Something like Bigfoot and water skis. And Stephanie adding, oh yeah, and her feet looking so big they look like beaver tails without laces. And of course, Michelle's like, you never said that. And I'm sure Stephanie's like, well, I meant to, or I I thought it. Stephanie's like, oh, yeah, well, I just thought of it now. I figured if I didn't use it, you know, there wouldn't be another opportunity. So Steph and DJ do apologize to Michelle. Yeah, and and, and DJ's like, you know, sorry, we really shouldn't teach you like that, Michelle. And Danny is kind of looking at him like, you girls know better than to do that. He even says, you know, sometimes a little teasing can get out of hand and blow things out of a proportion, especially for a little kid. I mean, yes, I know Michelle's like eight or nine at this point, but come on, girls, you know better than that. And I mean, yes, Michelle's given her handful of insults to, you know, sisters, Gia, Kimmy over the years. We get it. But this was, this was just worse. You're not making fun of something someone says. You're making fun of a part of them that they can't change. So, Danny gives a little embarrassing insight to being teased as a child. Because he was the tallest kid in his class. Other kids used to tease him and call him freckle shins. Because there's a gap between where his stop his socks started and his pant leg ended. Well, then your mom should have gotten you some, you know, pants that fit correctly. But, maybe, like Michelle... Danny was growing so much, it's like, well, I'm not going to go out and buy you another pair of pants that you're just immediately going to outgrow in, like, the course of a month, because, you know, that's expensive. Well, I remember when I was a kid, and I would get pants, and then my grandma would, like, like, I think it was, like, especially jeans, my grandma would have to hem them. Like, now, trying to find pants, it's just, I have to go on Amazon, Because it's not so much just the size, it's the fact that I'm five foot two. I can't just get a regular, like, size 18 or 20 or whatever. No, I have to get a size, you know, 18 or 20 S for short or P for petite. It just, it makes getting pants a real pain in the butt where a lot of the times if I'm going somewhere, I'm just, I'm wearing leggings. If, you know, when I was working at my job, I just, I ordered my khakis off of Amazon. Or I do have like one pair of jeans that fits me right now. And it's very, it's very, very sad. (laughs) We're not talking about me and my pants. We're talking about Michelle and her feet and Danny and kids calling him freckle shins. Because, I mean, I don't know if you know it, but definitely Bob Saget, I mean, if you've seen the episode Old Blue Eyes from, I think, Season 4, where he's wearing a t-shirt, we don't really see Danny wearing a t-shirt that much, but when he was, it's like, yeah, his arms are covered in freckles. It's like, my dad was the same way. My dad was really, really, you know, he was a strawberry blonde, you know, redheaded kid. His, so his skin was kind of pale and he was, you know, freckly. That's just how you are. DJ is like, uh, freckleshin, so there's a connection between that and your height. And Danny is like, well, yeah, there's a gap of skin between where my pant leg ended and my socks began. I'm surprised that, um to kind of rectify that situation cuz you know I mean my cousins and stuff when they're like 9 10 11 you know you had the you know the boys white socks with the you know blue stripes or whatever that if you wear if you pull them all the way up you're basically going to come probably just under the knee and i'm just thinking when those would have been popular I swear I know Kevin on the Wonder Years is wearing socks like that. So I don't understand why Danny couldn't have been trying to rectify the situation. Like, okay, until I eventually get new pants, I'm just going to have to wear my socks all the way up. So it covers the gap. Because they're saying shins, right? So the shin is going to be below the knee, Right. Because the thigh starts, the thigh is above the knee, right? So it's like the thigh is above the knee, but below the hip. So what's the difference between a shin and a calf? So the shin has got to be, okay, so the muscle underneath your knee, like that big old, you know, in the back, that's got to be the calf. And then just below that has got to be where the shin starts before you hit the ankle, I'm guessing. I'm not a doctor. This is just me thinking critically about this. Poor Danny and being, you know, largely tall. He thought he was going to grow up to be a giant and this poor kid just walked hunched over, probably getting bad posture due to it because he wanted to be hunched over to look shorter. He says, well, I end up looking more like a giant question mark. And Michelle's like, well, I mean, you're tall, but you're not a giant. I like that Danny turns this into a lesson about how people do have things about themselves they don't like. He says, you know, your feet might be big now, but that's just, you know, a part of going through, you know, getting older. Your body is changing at, you know, different speeds and stuff. Like, you know, um, another thing, like when people get puppies, they're like, oh, that puppy's going to have, you know, big paws. Just look at the legs and the paws. And then they hit that gangly stage where it's like your paws and your legs are like looking more adult than your, like four-month-old puppy self or something like (laughs) why am i (laughs) comparing a puppy to michelle i don't know but yeah we all have the awkward stages you know the ears that stick out to eventually your head gets bigger and your ears look normally proportioned and all that stuff joey makes a joke which he he learns a lesson here after this revelation he says take a look at me michelle i mean my head is shaped like a toe kids would call me toe head Joey's like, hey, my head is shaped like a a toe. Michelle's like, no, it's not. And I love how Stephanie's like, let him finish, Michelle. This should be good. He says, you know, when I was growing up, everyone called me toehead. And I like how Danny's like, Joey, toehead is a description that kids use to describe somebody with blonde hair. And he's Joey's like, get completely out of here. And DJ's like, "Yes, Steph and I were called that all the time. You always, and I don't, okay, I want to look that up, where that toe-headed expression came from, to refer to someone with blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, Danny says toe-head is an expression that people use to describe kids with very blonde hair. But Joey just has this expression on his face, like, he's probably thought this for years, and all of a sudden, someone come along and just blow that theory out of the water. He's like, What? Yeah, DJ's like, yeah, Stephanie and I were called that all the time in school. And Danny's like, see, Michelle, your own imagination or, you know, staring and Joey, pure ignorance can make things seem a lot worse than they really are. Michelle looks down at her feet and finally accepts it. Like, yeah, my feet aren't that bad. I mean, when they're not all pruny. Danny says, trust me, Michelle, you are a beautiful, normal child who will grow up to be a beautiful, normal adult. I Don't care for the term normal. I really don't because it's pretty much trying to describe something that doesn't exist because normal does not exist. And as far as I'm concerned, it really doesn't because everyone is different and unique in their own way. So having one type of way to define an average amount of people and just saying this is the basis for what normal is. And for someone to try to have to meet that criteria. That just makes me think of Forrest Gump. When his mother wanted to enroll him into school. Into regular school. And they had Forrest take a test. And then the principal was like, oh well, you see the IQ here? And we have this normal line right here. Forrest is just below that. He's going to have to go to a special school. And that's just, uh, I mean, I get it that Michelle's feet and her body growing at different rates and everything maybe isn't the same thing as someone's, you know, IQ and whatnot, but still. I don't like that term normal. I think that that needs to be removed from the English language. And Michelle's like, you promise? And Danny says, I promise. And he kisses her on the forehead and they hug. Joey, yes! Yes! That's exactly what they're saying. Your head is not shaped like a toe. It's like he's trying to wrap his head. He has probably been thinking this for years. Years. As a child. Can you imagine thinking one thing for your majority of your life and then when you become an adult and find out the one thing you thought was true is 100% false? Ugh. mind blown. I'm telling you. Okay, now he's elaborating, like, come on, this joke has lost its luster. It's like, you know, I always thought I had an ingrown to- forehead. What? <laughs> DJ's like going, like, just go with this. You know, now that you mention it, Joey, I really could picture a big sandal on your head. And then Danny gets into it, too. <laughs> they start critiquing Joey. They start, like, touching Joey's, like, eyebrows and stuff, and he's like, okay, we barely even hear what they're saying. I want to see if I turn on the subtitles, if it will say what they're saying over the credits and the applause. So, yeah, Stephanie says, yeah, you do have kind of big eyebrows. He's like, Joey's like, okay, now you've crossed the line. he starts walking out of the girls' room as they're, like, poking fun at him.
0: Are they smaller? No.
2: But they're bluer. <laughs> Michelle, what are you doing? That's ice water. <laughs> what are you
0: doing, making a bunion slurpee? Get out of there. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> done. <laughs> yes, you are. No, Michelle, so ice water. You're gonna believe you're
2: gonna Okay, no, your yeah, no, no, gonna... okay, okay. Go to your neutral corners, please. Oh, that's where all the ice went. I'm over here drinking a warm sarsaparilla. Was soaking her feet in ice water. <laughs> Ew! Michelle, your feet are wrapped in plastic. There's a bucket of ice water on the floor. I can only guess what's been going on up here.
0: I'm trying to shrink my feet.
2: Ooh, I would have been right. <laughs> Michelle, where would you get a crazy idea like that? Well, gotta go. Michelle, why the heck would you want to shrink your feet? Because I'm a
0: freak. You're growing two sizes a year.
2: Honey, you're just going through a growth spurt. What would make you think you're a freak?
0: Uh, Dad, we might have helped with that freak scenario. We were kind of giving Michelle a hard time at the shoe store.
2: What'd you say to her? Oh, staky (laughs) foot humor. Something about Bigfoot and water skis. Yeah, their feet being so big they look like two beaver tails with laces. You never said that Actually, I just thought of it Figured I better use it or lose it <laughs> But, um, anyway, I'm really sorry, Michelle I'm Just kind of out of control well,
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, man. too We shouldn't have teased you like that
2: You know, sometimes little teasing can blow things out of proportion for a little kid
0: Yeah
2: I remember when I was your age, I was the tallest kid in my class Everybody used to call me freckle shins
0: <laughs> Freckle shins <laughs> And there's a connection between that and your height?
2: See, what happened was, I would grow, but my pants wouldn't. So what what I had was a situation where there was this big gap between my socks and the bottom of my pants. So what you saw, well, you know, you you get the picture.
0: Unfortunately,
2: yes. Well, the point is, look, I was afraid I was going to grow up to be some kind of giant. So I used to walk around hunched over, hoping I'd look shorter. And what I looked like was a giant question mark.
0: Well, you're tall, but you're
2: not a giant. Right. And, and your feet might be a tiny bit big, but they're normal. Honey, everybody has something about themselves they're not completely happy with. Yeah, just, just take a look at me, for instance, Michelle. My head is shaped like a toe. <laughs> it's
0: not. Let him finish, Michelle. This should be good.
2: You see, when I was growing up, uh, everybody called me toe head. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Joey, toe-head is an expression that people use to describe kids with very blonde hair. (laughs) Get completely out of here.
0: Joey,
1: it's true. We were called that all the time.
2: You see, Michelle, your your own imagination or sheer ignorance <laughs> to make things seem a lot worse than they really are.
0: I guess my feet aren't that bad when they're not all pruny.
2: Believe me, honey, you are a beautiful, normal child, and you are going to grow up to be a beautiful, normal adult.
0: I promise.
2: I promise. Yeah,
1: that's
2: so, you guys. Are basically saying that that my head's not shaped like a toe. I I always thought I had this ingrown forehead.
0: Yeah, you know, now now that you mention, I could I could kind of picture a big sandal on your head.
1: Okay, so I'm looking up the Urban Dictionary just trying to get a definition of where toehead originated from. Thought to be a name for blonde children coming from the word used to describe flax rope, it actually is only fitting to children with hair so light it is literally white. This color generally goes away between two to five years old. So, yeah. Alright. Alright interesting. I looked at pictures of myself as a child and I mean, I don't think my hair was like white blonde. Eventually as I got older my blonde hair, my hair would get more blonder in the summertime you know, being out in the sun and everything but then as I got older it started to take on more of a brownish, like a, a dirty blonde dishwater blonde. Now that's a term I want to find out where dishwater blonde came from. Because dishwater is just, it's, you know, when you get ready to do your dishes, and after a while, the dishwater's starting to look a little gross and grimy, like, ugh! But yeah, that is the episode. I hope you all enjoyed this series. Weird, but funny dream sequences. So, for May, what I'm planning to do, of course, I'm sure I talked about at the beginning of the episode, is cover Bob Saget's birthday a episode which will be The Trouble with Danny and then of course for Mother's Day this year I will be covering college tours and then you know Mother's Day next year I'll be doing the one with, you know, a Stephanie mother related episode. And then in June is going to be the I haven't thought of the title yet. I'm sure it will come to me. But the title for the reunions, you know, high school and fraternity reunions series i'll be doing for june since this is my 20th high school reunion year what i won't be i att- haven't heard anything about that yet but then again i I wouldn't be attending it even if i i still lived in michigan anyway and most of it is kids that i didn't even hang out with or had classes with but never really associated with so So yes, to go into more detail, so the Mother's Day episode, which I believe Mother's Day is on the 9th of May. So, Season 5, Episode 13 of Fuller House College Tours, which aired on June 2nd, 2020, in this episode. Kimmy finds out Ramona is looking at colleges on the East Coast. She and DJ take Ramona and Jackson on a tour of Cal University. DJ tries to get Jackson enthusiastic about college and discovers he has talents that she hadn't noticed. Also, we do get a guest star, Candace Cameron Bure's daughter, Natasha, guest stars as... uh, as the character Isabel, who is part of the frat that of the college that DJ went to. And then, of course, in mid-May for Bob Saget's birthday season 5, episode 22, The Trouble with Danny, which aired May 17th, 1992, Danny is overzealous about spring cleaning. Well, you know what? He was the same way in Goodbye Mr. Bear in season 2, and look what happened there. yeah, Bob Saget's birthday, May 17th. Write it on your calendars, Full House and Fuller House fans. (laughs) Uh, You know, I was just thinking, and I thought of a fun series. I'm sure I have it because I have all my series ideas written, you know, typed out on the computer. And then I also have them in my notes on my phone. And one I thought would be an awesome one to do would be Good Girl's And bad guys. And of course, one of the episodes I'm definitely thinking of is from season five, Five's a Crowd, where we meet Pete, the lead singer of the Funky Tongues. And then, of course, the other ones would be Stephanie. Stephanie. (laughs) Stephanie related with Making Out is actually, you know what? I think they're both in season eight. Yeah, Making Out is hard to do from the beginning of season 8, and then, of course, you have the last episode before the series finale two-parter all stood up with Andrew Keegan guest-starring. I just thought that would be a really cool series of three episodes to do. What do you think, Quinny? Does that sound like a good idea to you? She's washing her face at the moment. (laughs) She looked at me like, what do you want? So, yes, of course, worst outfit for the episode. I am 100% giving to Lisa's outfit when she is wrapping Michelle's feet in saran wrap or shrink wrap or whatever, plastic wrap, whatever you want to call it. I was not a fan of that. Uh, And also, best, I want to give it to Kimmy's jacket in the cold open. That one that had, like, the uh, checkered flag kind of look on the jean jacket like at the right, right around the bottom of the jacket the hem and the, also on the sleeve and then like i said the little um hypnotic black and white swirl type thing that thing also is i loved it i thought it was great Tano teachable moments for a couple scenes in This episode, definitely, when it comes to Michelle and just having older siblings, it's like, come on, whether you're an older sibling or a younger sibling, you like to rib each other, I get it, but sometimes words, what am I saying? Sometimes, every time, words can hurt when they are used, whether in just fun, and I'm not even going to call it fun because it feels like I'm thinking that's acceptable behavior and it's not. But whether it's that or whether you're angry, you toss words around to be hurtful. And that saying, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That was one of the things I remember my mom telling me when I was like maybe six or seven. When a boy on the playground was teasing me. And she had said, I honestly think that is not... I don't like that saying now as an adult, and I don't think it's appropriate to tell a child that, think that words will never hurt me, which thinking that physical pain is worse than emotional pain. And yes, maybe I am thinking too much into it, but that's just me. I'm a sensitive person, emotional. That's how I roll. And also, same thing honestly could be said when it comes to Becky singing with the guys and her her voice you know how she comes off and then Jesse kind of turning around and starts criticizing her words can hurt regardless of how they're used whether you think you're making fun like i said or whether you're doing it intentionally to me be mean to hurt somebody don't do it i mean the saying You wouldn't like it if someone did that to you. No, you wouldn't. Maybe there are people that have a tougher skin out there than others. Great. But siblings should be standing up for each other and building each other up. Same thing with spouses. You build each other up. You don't knock each other down. No matter how angry you get, choose your words. Stop and think. Take a minute. If you're angry, you just want to lash out with your words, take a moment, step back, take some time to yourself, and think about what comes out of your mouth. That's my Tanner Teachable moment for this episode. All right. Look forward in May for college tours and the trouble with Danny. And in June with the reunion episodes. So, alright, until next time, everyone have a wonderful weekend. I hope everyone has a good May and a good start to uh, summer coming up in, what, less than two months. So, yep, if you want to get in on the podcast, you want to hear your your have your opinion and voice be shared, just email the podcast, podcast at gmail.com or, you know, message the Facebook page at Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House podcast. And also, if you got a sec, jump on iTunes, leave a review. All the five-star reviews the podcast gets, gets it noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.